0: What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on a week 13 edition of Chargers Weekly. Bolts taking on the New England Patriots from SoFi Stadium. Coming up a bit later, we'll get this week's opposing view from New England. Megan O'Brien, Patriots team reporter, will join me. But first, time to see what's on the menu with the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money Smith.
1: All
0: right, guys, time to see what's on the menu. Powered by Subway, as always, the voice of the Chargers, Matt Money Smith joins me. And, Muddy, we tried to keep the dream alive last week. Possible, uh, A possible win-out situation, yeah. charges get back in, in the mix, but uh, it's just not on, in the cards this year, man. You, you got the Patriots on deck. Uh, Pats have won three of four, um, albeit not pretty. It, it was ugly last week against the Cardinals, but but they're still getting it done. Cam, not his best game last week, but you look at two weeks before, he throws for 365 yards against the Texans. So I don't know what to expect, but a, a, probably a disciplined team coming in to, to play the Bolts.
1: Well, I, I think, you know, you kind of look at, at the two teams and, you know, they're, they're quite different, right? I, I think you have, you know, on one side, a roster that everybody looks on paper and says, wow, this, this roster looks a lot better than three and eight. And on the other side, you've got a roster where you're like, wow, how are they doing this? How are, how are they still in contention? Albeit, you know, I'd be very surprised if they, they made it. Um, but at the same time, they just figure out ways to win while the chargers have figured out ways to lose and i think that's just kind of the the difference between these two teams you know i mean look at last week last week they had no business beating the cardinals you know cam basically gave that game away with that late interception and gonzalez just misses a field goal and next thing you know a flag later you get the extra 15 yards on the late hit out of bounds and all of a sudden with zeros on the clock you're in field goal range and you win a game you know and i think that's um you know that's that's unfortunate you know, and for the, and I'm by unfortunate, I mean like that's unfortunate for the Chargers that like their late game execution or lock or breaks or whatever you want to call it uh, has been the antithesis of kind of what the Patriots had experienced, right? Think about the Ravens game, you know, Ravens uh, with the ball to win a game on a final drive, all of a sudden a monsoon shows up, you know, and then the game ends and all of a sudden the monsoon disappears. It's it looks just scripted. like weird stuff. Yeah, it's happened. And look, I think also, I don't think there's any question that this coaching staff's been embattled for much of the year. You know, Coach Stewart got got reassigned from special teams. I think Gus has been, in, you know, under fire. Um, obviously, we know what the, the national narrative has been about Coach Lynn. I mean, these are all people that we know and, and you know, we like an awful lot and you hate to see that. But on the flip side of that, look at the Patriots and, you know, I don't think anyone's going to argue that Bill Belichick, you know, maybe it's Bill Walsh or, or Vince Lombardi, whomever you want to pick, but Belichick's in that conversation. He's a great coach um, and and he's doing a great job this year with with what limited resources he has. And I think, you know, what it reminds you is that no matter what a team looks like on paper, you better be you better be ready to execute and you better not make mistakes because there's teams out there that might not be as talented as you that are going to capitalize on those mistakes. And they're going to make you pay. They make you pay with a loss. And, and I think that's what you've seen for the Ravens. The Cardinals, which again, teams on paper that looked like they had a much better roster than the Patriots, and they walk out of there with losses.
0: This is the one team where self-inflicted mistakes equals a loss. You can't you can't hurt yourself against the New England Patriots. And you know, Bill Belichick, he's notorious for for taking out the the team's best player. You know, let's just say it's Keenan Allen. Let's say that they slow Keenan Allen and and make sure that he doesn't make. An impact in in the game that he's made in uh, in previous games. Justin has a lot of weapons on the outside. I look at Mike Williams, and honestly, man, I'm still blown away by the fact that Tyron Johnson has five catches, and four of them have gone for fifty plus yards. I mean, you have you have a deep threat in him and Guyton. Uh, you have Mike Williams. You have Hunter Henry. Uh, the Chargers are going to have to figure out other ways to maybe get the football to their playmakers if Bill Belichick does what we think he's going to do and and try to take Keenan out of the game.
1: You know, it's, it's interesting because I think, you know, I, I look, there's no question that Keenan's, you know, having the best, the best season of of anybody on the team on offense, along with Justin Herbert, obviously. But I I almost wonder if you really kind of got a little uh, fly on the wall moment, if that's not Austin Eckler, I I think, I think a healthy Austin Eckler changes everything and, and, there's, look, the guy had 11 catches last week, for goodness sakes, you know, and I think that's, you know, that's something that we were reminded of. It was a loss, and, and they, didn't, they weren't big gainers, but you know what? They weren't losses. They weren't carries for a loss of two getting you off schedule. Those were carries where there's a dude waiting for him three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and it's a four-yard gain, and that's, you know, what Austin does. So yeah. I think if, you know, if, if, if Coach Steichen's scheming this thing up, that's what you want. You want, you know, you want Eckler out there on a linebacker, on a safety, and take advantage of that. I think that is the bigger mismatch. Cause like you said, if they take away Keenan, you got Hunter, you got Guyton, you've got the deep shots to, to you know, you got Mike Williams winning 50-50 balls because he's now in single coverage. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to commit resources to to making sure that Herbert doesn't have you know, that, that running game to lean on and those check downs and those just quick hitters to Eckler that that could end up going for big plays because man, he is just deadly in open space. Um, And I think that's like you said, when, when, you know, but Justin's got a lot of weapons. So it will be interesting to see what he decides to do to try to slow down uh, the offense.
0: Muddy, was the Joey Bosa mic'd up the best mic'd up of all time or top three, top
1: five? I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, remember, you know, you're, you're talking to a, a group of folks listening that have heard Philip Rivers mic'd ups, you know, yeah. and those are, those were always great to hear. A lot of yeah, Dad is Awesome. And I think it's also because, you know, if you're around, you know, like, like we are, or at least you are much more than I am this year, neither of us are, but when you're around Joey, he's such just a mellow, dry, you know, sense of humor, quick witted, you know just really kind of understated guy and so you all of a sudden you just get the mic on the field and you see what a psychopath he turns into and it it lets you know why he's so freaking good and that's what you you know you always hear about motor right oh guy's got a great motor he's just got great you know it never turns switch never turns off I mean that's both the second he's on the field the guy is just go 100 miles an hour all the time and I think that's one of the things that makes him one of the best in the league. What was it like
0: watching his performance, you and DJ, uh, on Sunday, and to do it without Melvin Ingram and Chen Nwosu on the other side? I mean, I think that that was just as impressive as like the fact that you're doing it, and they know it's coming. You can't stop it.
1: Yeah, Um, look, he's. We say it. We've said it. It wasn't before. You know, we didn't. We didn't wait till yesterday's performance to say it, but we said it repeatedly on the broadcast. There isn't a better, complete defensive player in the league you know there's not a better complete defensive lineman one that defends the run one that can chase down from the backside, one that will contain one that seals an edge and then also one that is going to wreck your quarterback if you dare single cover him um and, and not double him so like to me that's the difference between joey and the other great pass rushers in the league you know the miles garretts the von millers the aaron donalds you know i mean they are awesome players i mean donald might be the best player in football right now but in terms of hey can this guy do everything I, i think joey's the best in the business and and you know he got that giant contract and is the highest paid Defensive player in the league, and it still probably isn't enough. I mean, he's just that good. I'm sure Tom Telesco doesn't want to hear that, but <laughs> he's just that good. I mean, he's he's a one man wrecking. I think that's what Bill Belichick said, right? He's a one man wrecking crew. You're right. I'm sure Tom's happy the ink
0: is dry on that yeah. contract. Joey's locked in. Hey, final thing for you. What do you want to see from Justin Herbert these last five games? I mean, we we've seen him. He and Patrick Mahomes, the only quarterbacks in NFL history with 3000 plus yards in their first 10 starts. We've seen him do it all. But to have a Bill Belichick led defense come in here, uh, we talk about the discipline and and what he does to rookie quarterbacks, not just this game, but also moving forward as we get into some of these uh, uh, these AFC West games. What do you want to see from Justin Herbert um, in terms of just consistency or maybe something else that we haven't
1: seen? Well, I'll tell you, it is something that we haven't seen, and it's wins. You know, I think it's important. You know, I was I was doing another interview, and someone had said, "Hey, what what's what's best case scenario for the remainder of the season?" And they brought up, you know, you need offensive line help. Sure, would be nice to to get you know Evans or Sewell or one of those big tackles there at the top of the draft if you kind of keep this this slot here, or you know, Sertan or one of those top corners in in the top of the draft when you kind of look at the way the the, you know, what the team needs are. And I said, you know, I get that. And I, and I and I understand, especially if the Chargers were to find themselves in a position where one of the quarterbacks are there and a team falls in love with that quarterback and you can find yourself with a draft call. I mean, on a roster that is this deep and was just not healthy and didn't execute this year yeah. to be able to trade out of that spot back in, in the middle of the first round and pick up an extra second and one next year or something like that. I mean, yeah, that's great. But I just think it's so important for Justin Herbert to get wins, to, to 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 execute, to get a fourth quarter come from behind win, to to lead a game winning drive, to not only take a two touchdown lead but turn that into a four touchdown lead against a division opponent like the Raiders, uh, to beat the Chiefs, you know, to go toe to toe and and take swings with Patrick Mahomes, like to me that's, I think that's so important. Um, and look, it's is it mandatory? No. What did Peyton Manning have his first year? One win. What did Troy Aikman have his rookie season? One win? Yeah. So we know that it's, you know, it doesn't equate success, you know, getting wins your rookie year when you have an exceptional outlier season. We know that that's um, not something that has, has been mandatory for future success. At the same time, I think he's just played so well. Um, yeah. and, and I do think he's going to end up with the rookie of the year unless you know, Justin Jefferson really goes off and helps carry the, the Vikings into the playoffs. I think that's maybe the only, un, the only other player that has a shot at it. Um, so I, I think, you know, I, I think it's, um, I think it'd be great. I, I know that people want draft picks and they want that, that great blue chip prospect that the the media folks are already talking about. But I think better than that is seeing if you can finish this thing at eight and eight, Um, you know, or as close to it as possible and just win a bunch of games, especially like, and I know I'm kind of rambling here, but, no, you know, if you can, like to me, the, the way to win this season now with what's left, knock the Pats out of the playoffs, knock the Falcons out of the playoffs, knock the Raiders out of the playoffs and prevent the Chiefs from getting the number two slot or the number one slot if the Steelers lose. Like just look at what the Dolphins did last year and I think how much that meant for them to close strong and to beat the Patriots. Right. So they didn't get the buy on the final week and look at what it's kind of set up to just the belief in Brian Flores and the feeling around that organization of, Oh no, this isn't, this isn't a rebuilding year. We think we got a shot to make the playoffs. Um, I think that's, that's what I'd like to see, you know, whatever the stats may be, you know, just figure out a way to get this kid some wins. Cause he's freaking earned it.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And, and he's been at the doorstep of all of these things you've mentioned, you know we talk about the the game in New Orleans, a field goal away from winning that game. He drove yeah. them all the way down the field. Uh, the the Raiders yeah. game, final play, he did it. You Two know perfect passes. You know so so he's been there. He he's at the doorstep, wire to wire against the Chiefs. If he can get a, a few wins, I think just for for his psyche, for the team psyche, have that confidence going into twenty twenty one. I couldn't agree more. And and you're right. You look at these next five opponents. There's something with all of them. Knock the Patriots out of the playoffs. Falcons are hot right now. Cool them down. Right. Um, the, the Raiders. Make sure they don't get into the postseason. Um, exactly. and, then, and then get a little payback on the Broncos after losing right. <laughs> after losing that game. So yeah. you're right, man. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think there's a lot to play for uh, just for the future of this team in 2021. Um,
1: my dog's barking again. Can you hear him? Exactly. Hey, it's fine. You know what? My dog's. Uh, yeah, no, Skeeter's not in here. He left. <laughs> he usually just kind of hangs out although if the doorbell rang which i'm sure is what happened it's you ordering something online for the holiday season that's what happened i
0: think the amazon guy may be outside but yeah
1: money always appreciate it it, brother Exactly. And by the way, I, I know that you're pulling for your uh, your Northwestern Wildcats somehow. old Mr. Evans to find his way to this roster in, uh, oh, in 2021, exactly. even, Listen, even though he's not playing this year.
0: It'd be a mutually beneficial situation because I know that it, it would help the Chargers a great deal. It'd be good to have another Wildcat here at Costa Mesa. Exactly. So I'm exactly. rooting for it. But, I, I, you know, th- there's a lot of dudes. Like you said, I, I wouldn't mind if the if the Bolts had to trade tracks. out. get it. there's a there's a lot of good corners in this first yes. round, offensive linemen. So a lot yeah, of options.
1: You can look Tom done. Tom's done a good job at a draft. And I think, you know, the one, the one thing they got to sort through though is O-line when you, when you think about yep. Feeney, Lamp, they're Start all, through. you know, Tabby, they're all up for contracts uh, and free agents. You got to figure out, you know, is that, is that the direction we're going or are we, you know, going some other direction and drafting. So it's, um, The draft is fine. There's a reason why guys that are sixth-round picks and seventh-round picks and fifth-round picks make your roster. And undrafted free agents like Austin Eckler might be the guy that Bill Belichick decides is the person he has to stop on the Chargers offense. So don't get caught up with picking fourth versus eighth versus 13th or whatever it may be.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter that much. Before the draft, before the combine, before the Senior Bowl, five more weeks, and uh, I'll see you so far on Sunday, buddy.
1: Exactly right. Looking forward to it, Chris.
0: All right, guys, before we get to Megan O'Brien, this season Pizza Hut, they're hooking it up with the Bolt to the Hut bundle deal that includes an exclusive Chargers poster. For $14.99, Chargers fans will receive a large three-topping pizza and a Chargers poster. Right now, it's the Casey Hayward Jr. poster that's available. Collect all six-player posters throughout the season, visit pizzahut.com slash deals, enter your zip code to see if your local Pizza Hut is participating in the greater LA area, Offers available for pickup or delivery while supplies last. All right, to get this week's opposing view from New England, let's bring in Megan O'Brien, Patriots team reporter. And Megan, we got a good one on Sunday. Pat's coming to the West Coast to take on the Chargers. What are they saying about the Bolts?
2: Well, Chris, this is kind of a bummer because I think this was a trip that we both had circled on our calendars. It was going to be yeah. a week in L.A. for the Patriots and a week in L.A. for, for both of us. But obviously things have, things have changed there. The main thing that was highlighted was today offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels talked about Joey Bosa and how he is the biggest threat that the Patriots have faced on defense so far this season. So we know that the Patriots like to run the ball on offense and Joey Bosa is going to do everything that he can to stop it. And the Patriots have had their struggles on offense the past couple of games. So it'll be interesting to see that matchup.
0: Yeah, Joey was a, a one-man wrecking crew. These last two weeks, against the Jets a couple of weeks ago. And then without Melvin Ingram and Yuchenna Nwosu on the other side, I don't think I've seen a better performance from a Charger in quite some time. Uh, but, but I look at the way the Patriots are playing right now. Winners of three or four. To slow quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson down the way they have, uh, what is their defense doing these last few weeks that, that have really kind of got them back into the conversation, Megan?
2: Yeah, Chris, and I look more at that game against the Ravens because I think that was the best Patriots performance that we've seen this season, especially on the defensive side. Now, the Cardinals game, it seemed like neither team really wanted to win that one, <laughs> and it was sloppy on both sides of the ball. But there's no question. Whenever you stop a team on the goal line, that's an impre- impressive, performance for your defense. I really think it's been stepping up of Lawrence guy. Juwan Bentley had another good game this past week and Adam Butler had arguably his best game as a Patriot. So I think it's just the young guys learning their new roles, buying in Kyle Duggar is a guy that he was the Patriots' second round draft pick this year. And he struggled a little bit integrating into the league. Now he comes from a Division II school in Lenore Rhine. So that's quite the jump to go from Division II oh, yeah. all the way to the NFL. But we've gotten to see Duggar evolve a little bit. Now he struggled in coverage somewhat, but he's made up for that. And as the younger players, Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, Kyle Duggar, who I mentioned, established their roles, it's making things look a lot better on defense. So I think this is a growing defense that will continue to improve throughout the rest of the season.
0: Another guy on defense, Chargers fans are very familiar with, Adrian Phillips, 11 starts this year for the Pats. Uh, He was a special team standout for the Chargers, um, a pro bowler, all pro in uh, in 2018. What do you think Adrian has meant to the Patriots defense coming over from the Chargers and, and kind of fitting in right away?
2: He's meant just about everything. I think he's been the most consistent defender for this New England defense. Obviously, Stephon Gilmore is coming off a year where he was named the defensive player of the year. He missed three games due to a knee injury and then recently returned. He's been active the last two games. But Phillips has really filled in some voids. There were some significant opt-outs for the Patriots. They lost Dante Hightower. They lost Patrick Chung. And then they lost some guys due to free agency. So they were really decimated in terms of linebackers. And Phillips has come in They've used his speed in different ways, and he's been able to make up for some of those holes and adjust for while those rookies and younger players continue to develop.
0: You flip it to the, the Patriots offense. Obviously, Cam Newton comes over. And again, with any offense and a new quarterback, obviously, it's going to be a work in progress. Uh, what have you seen from Cam this season? I, I know you mentioned it last week. It, offensively, they really couldn't get things going, but, but they did enough to win and beat the Cardinals.
2: They did, and, and Newton really wasn't a part of that win. He had one of his worst games as a Patriot. He threw for only 84 yards. He had two interceptions. He had several sacks. He didn't look like Cam Newton, and many people in New England are wondering, when will the Patriots call on Jared Stidham? Is the Cam Newton experiment over? I think Cam's a tremendous athlete. And I think the Patriots have really bought in to Cam Newton, but a lot of people have been questioning his play and especially the inconsistency. But the one thing about Cam Newton is he's one of the leaders in the locker room. And with a young team, they all feed off that energy and feed off that leadership. But Newton has definitely not been one of the strong points of this Patriots team.
0: And the the Chargers, they played a guy in a similar skill set, to cam last week and josh allen what do you think cam needs to do moving forward with this team at five and six uh to to bring a little more spark to that patriots offense in an effort to maybe get one of those wildcard spots
2: Yeah, it's going to be pretty tough for the Patriots to make the playoffs at this point. They would essentially have to win out in order to do so. But you're right. Josh Allen is a very good comparison to Cam Newton. Both similar sizes. Both offenses have designed runs for each quarterback. I think for Newton, he's got to stop thinking. He's taking too long to get the ball out. He is so focused on not making a mistake that he takes too long and gets sacked. But a big problem for this Patriots team this season has been turnovers. And a lot of them have been on Cam Newton. And I think he's just been trying so hard to not turn over the ball. Then in turn, he's taking too long and getting sacked. And then when he's not thinking, he throws the ball and will get intercepted. It also doesn't help that he doesn't have the best weapons to work with. But I think for Cam Newton, the main thing will be stop thinking and just play.
0: You know, it's been a difficult year for the Chargers here in L.A. Uh, bright spot, though. Justin Herbert, the rookie quarterback. Uh, he to Keenan Allen has been one of the best duos in the league. Uh, Keenan leads the NFL in, in targets and receptions. What are the Pats saying about uh, the young quarterback and, and, and a guy like Keenan Allen, one of the best route runners in the NFL?
2: There were a lot of questions during media availability this week about the Patriots and the way they scouted Justin Herbert coming out of last year's draft class and I think just among New Englanders maybe there's even a little bit of envy because after Tom Brady departed everyone is looking for the next era parent and collectively have decided that it's not Cam Newton so looking at Justin Herbert I think there is some envy among New England fans but Everyone has just been blown away by how impressive Justin Herbert has looked. And obviously for the Chargers, the record isn't where Herbert would want it to be or where the team would want it to be. But the guy's been impressive, especially to get thrown into game action his rookie year in the way that he did and his ability to step up. And obviously Coach Bill Belichick is one to always praise the opponent. And I'm sure when he speaks to the media on Wednesday at his press conference, we'll hear nothing but glowing things about Keenan Allen. He's a guy that they're going to need to shut down. But the guys up front for the Patriots have been creating pressure and making life a little bit easier on the secondary.
0: Yeah, there's no question, Megan. You have Keenan, but you also have Mike Williams and some of these other uh, big play threats. But but Gilmore Allen, I mean, those are one of those matchups where it's, it's price of admission. Like, that's the game within the game that, that we're all looking forward to seeing on Sunday. Uh, a couple more for you. Uh, a couple of under-the-radar guys on offense or defense for the Patriots. You know, we know some of the household names, but maybe a couple of names that Chargers fans don't know that have made an impact on this team in 2020.
2: Jacoby Myers has certainly been one. He was an undrafted guy, and he threw a touchdown pass a couple weeks ago. He was a quarterback in high school and actually attended Cam Newton's seven-on-seven tournament. seems like every talented quarterback in the league attended that camp at some point or another. But Jacoby Myers has been a guy who's really stood out. But now that he's been getting more attention from defenses, he's taken a small step back, but he's still been a key contributor for the Patriots. Damian Harris is another guy, the second-year running back, who stood up this year. And I, he hasn't had a good game the last week. He had some flashes, but still just, just over 50 yards for Harris. It had a lot to do with the way that the Cardinals were stacking the box. The Patriots have seen a lot of that defense this year just because they have a strong desire to run the ball. But I would say Damian Harris is another guy to keep an eye on. Also, Sony Michelle. He was the first-round pick for the Patriots, and he was their lead back in 2018 when they won the Super Bowl. He's been injured. He's been beat up. He had a disappointing season last year, but he's back. He only played one snap last week, but I think this will be an opportunity for him to make a step forward and maybe emerge Patriots lost Rex Burkhead, part of that running back crew and they need someone to step up in that area. I'm looking to see if what Sony can do.
0: Yeah. Chargers know Sony Michelle pretty well from that, that playoff game in 2018. Um, A final thing for you. What do you think is going to decide this game based on the way the Patriots have played this year, how they're playing now and obviously, you look at the Chargers. They've been in every single game this year. They haven't been able to close these games, unfortunately, for the Bolts. But but, what do you think could decide this game on Sunday?
2: I think it's going to be playing clean football. You look at that game against the Cardinals and the Patriots won because they were tough. They had contributions on special teams and their defense played really, really well. I think for the Patriots, in order to be in every game, they're going to have to play tough, clean football. Whoever doesn't make stupid mistakes, stupid penalties is going to be the winner. But I think for the Patriots, they could slip up with just about any team and they really need to put together a full 60 minutes of clean football.
0: Megan O'Brien, Patriots reporter, and she's also a wild cat. Appreciate you joining me. And I wish you were coming out to sofa. You would have had what, what, two games in five days?
2: Two games in five days, we would have been able to talk plenty about how we are frustrated with the Wildcats after that disappointing Uh, performance against the Spartans. What a letdown, but hopefully they can beat the Illini and and get us to Indy, but uh, wishing you the best. Wish we were in SoFi, but we'll have to do it again some other time.
0: No question. Megan, thank you so much. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Megan O'Brien, Matt Money-Smith for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you on Monday for the final drive presented by Microsoft Surface. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Haery.